This is Agri-Futures On Air, brought to you by Agri-Futures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. We all know the unfortunate truth that Australia's traditional family dairy farms are under some severe financial pressure. Hello, I'm Chris Brown. Dairy farming holds a special place in the hearts and minds of Australians, maybe because milk is such a staple food for us. But at the end of the day, it comes down to values. How much do we value the remnants of traditional dairy farming as opposed to cheaper milk? Unfortunately for those farmers affected, consumers have largely come down in favour of cheaper milk. So it's indeed heartening to hear about someone who's devoted to helping those smaller family-run dairies stay viable. Cressida Keynes and her husband run a dairy with a difference at Robertson on the southern highlands of New South Wales, just south of Sydney. Cressida is the New South Wales ACT winner of the 2020 AgriFutures Rural Women's Award. Now, if you don't know it, Robertson is a beautiful part of the world. It has a picturesque, lush green countryside, and it's very famous for its pie shop. I suppose, Cressida, but Robertson is lucky enough to get its rainfall from the east, from the ocean, and any rain coming in from the west. It does. It's a pretty extraordinary place, actually, Chris. Probably people might remember a Babe being filmed in Robertson as well. The real sort of green rolling hills, which are a bit reminiscent of Europe, I suppose. But we get where we are right on the top of the mountain, we actually get about two metres of rain a year. And basically what happens is we get this orographic uplift off the sea and then it just all dumps right on top of the mountain. So it's an incredible little microclimate and ecosystem that we have here with a beautiful, yeah, huge rainfall and beautiful mists a lot of the year. Hence the popularity of the uh, dairy industry in the area and, of course, down on the coast as well. It's interesting because you have actually moved away from dairy cows, I understand, in your business to dairy sheep. Yeah, look, that's right, Chris. We've always been sheep dairy farmers. We actually didn't change. But I suppose when we were looking at tree change out of the city with my husband and I both working in corporate jobs, we came across dairy sheep. And we, I suppose, firstly, we really love the animals. And secondly, we just felt that sheep milk makes the most extraordinary cheese. It's very, very high in nutrients, in solids, in fat and protein. So it's a very suitable milk for cheese making. And we felt that, you know, there was a real market, I suppose, for sheep milk cheese in this country. Okay. So tell me about your property. Is it a large property? And do you have a lot of sheep? Oh, look, not, no, it's, not, it's not large compared to most farms, I suppose, in Australia. It's uh, 200 acres, but I suppose because we have that incredible rainfall and the beautiful, deep, rich soils of Robertson, which is, as you say, a traditional dairy farming area, it means that we can run our sheep. So we milk East Frisians, which are dairy sheep, which are quite different from your sort of meat or wool animal. They really require the very best of pasture to produce milk really, really really well. So, you know, Robertson really suits our dairy sheep and we're milking. So we're a seasonal producer. We milk for 10 months of the year and then give the girls a break for a couple of months. And this season we're milking about 150 in the dairy. 
I imagine that when you first started, you may have got a, a few sideways glances from uh, the traditionalists there. Oh, look, we did and we still do, Chris. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I mean, fundamentally, we're taking care of the land and we're using this land for agriculture, which, you know, in the Southern Highlands, there are increasing parcels of land which are being sold off and being used for hobby farms and things like that. So I think anybody who's able to to make a decent business and produce a good product, hopefully we've we've earned our stripes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Look, I can't let it go by. I haven't actually spoken to a sheep milk producer before. So, and as a, a former sheep producer, meat sheep producer, I've, I've got a, a couple of questions you don't mind answering for me. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. So do milk sheep behave as well as cows when it comes to milking, I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a really good question. So, yeah, look, milking sheep, East regions have been bred as dairy animals for generations. So they're a very calm, docile, natured sheep, and they come into the dairy very willingly. We don't use any dogs or any motorbikes. We literally just call them and they'll come out of the paddock, mostly. Sometimes if it's a really good paddock, we might have to nip in and get them, but they're pretty well-mannered. So just like dairy cows, dairy sheep will walk into the dairy in a very calm fashion and they'll actually come into the same stalls each day, so 150 ewes and pretty much in the same order. So we reckon they can count. <laughs> <laughs> or read their names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many milkings do you do a day? Do you do two or one or two? Yeah, we do. So we do two milkings from July when we lamb through to Christmas and then we go down to one milking a day and then, as I said, dry them off in May. Okay. And is it like the early start that we know so well that cow dairies do? Look, it's, oh, to be honest, Chris, we don't do the 3 a.m. start. No, uh, oh, we're, okay. we're a little bit, <laughs> we tend to go more, uh, you know, sort of 6, 6.30 after a cup of tea, I suppose. We don't yeah. want to make it too difficult on, on ourselves. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, you know, in all seriousness, pretty much twice a day, you know, we try and get as much distance between the milkings, but we obviously are also cheesemakers and we have a family. So we need to make our business as sustainable as possible. And the sheep are happy with that. Yeah, okay. And so what happens to the milk once it's been delivered by the sheep? Do you process it on farm? We do, we do. So our cheesery is literally on the other side of the dairy. We don't make every day. We make every second or third day, except if we're making our raw milk cheese. So as the first raw milk producers in Australia, which is a totally new category of cheese in this country, which is really exciting. So there's no heat treatment in that milk, in that cheese at all. So we make two raw milk cheeses. And when we're making the raw milk cheese, then that goes straight from the ewes into the vat and the cultures are added straight away. So that's made absolutely on the same day. Okay. So you you do have extra jobs to do, like making the cheese. And then you've got a retail outlet in Robertson as well, as if you don't have enough work. <laughs> we do. We actually opened a little shop in the main street, which was quite fortuitous. Although when we opened, it was terribly dry and everyone was suffering in the drought. And then we had bushfires. And I vividly remember being up there over Christmas and particularly on New Year's Eve where there was the massive red skies and it was truly terrifying. But anyway, yeah. look, we got through all of that and then we had COVID. But 
to be honest, we've had we have very strong local support, and I really hope the cheese shop has become a bit of a, a local kind of hub and a bit of a meeting place. We have so many lovely regulars, and it's sort of our. I suppose it's our offering to the community. We we have our cheeses, but we also have cheeses from all of our mates around Australia who are cheesemakers, so the the really best cheeses of Australia, and produce from our friends who are farmers as well. So it's hopefully, excuse me, offering to the people of the Southern Highlands and the coast some really beautiful local produce. Well, your other offering, Cressida, is of course Dairy Cocoon, which is the enterprise that you're commencing or that you have commenced just to help out those family dairy farmers what is dairy cocoon yeah so chris i suppose over my years in the dairy industry just looking around my area of the southern highlands which at one point you know had so many dairy farms being such sort of beautiful rich country and watching them close down and seeing now dairy sheds sort of littering the landscape it really made me start to think where are we at here and I had a bit of a look at the numbers and the statistics show that that it's not the big dairy farms the big guys are okay but it's the little family owned dairy farms who are really falling off a cliff so basically the current model of selling milk to the small number of producers and that tightly held retail market makes it really hard for small dairy farmers to have any bargaining power so just to give you an idea in 2019 so last year we actually had 486 small family owned dairy farms close their gates and that's actually the largest annual exodus so it's it's pretty sort of confronting numbers so I did a bit of a survey of small family-owned dairy farms to get an idea of what they thought about the industry and if they were to transform up the value chain and start producing their own branded product, what sort of things they would like help with and and where they'd like what they see as their hurdles I suppose. So Dairy Cocoon is farmer-led. It's based on the responses of small dairy farms and what they need and really it's a support tool. It's an online website with business support and a community hub which will have an arm whereby small dairy farmers can access financial templates where they can input their information and model out various scenarios based on their numbers. So I'm talking things like branded milk, branded yogurt, gelato or cheese, and just have a look how that suits their individual enterprise. Then it's got educational facilities. So when farmers decide to go into producing their own product, obviously they have to do certain qualifications and food safety certificates that will allow them to produce that product. So it's a collation of all those facilities that will help farmers. And then finally, it's a support hub, which is all the usual channels of a private Facebook group and Instagram, and also helping small dairy farms being matched with mentors and community and people who are who are already producing their own branded product, because it can be a really, really big thing. You know, some dairy farms have, have been doing, obviously, a wonderful job on their farms for generations of selling milk to the processors, and they've got these incredible farms, which they're well proud 
proud of and doing an amazing job. So to actually think about transforming and, and doing processes a different way takes time. You know, it takes people a while to get their heads around. So I'm hoping that this sort of curated source of information will be helpful to uh, small dairy farms who are looking at producing in different way. What a wonderful, wonderful idea, Cressida. That's simply fantastic. I'm interested to know from your surveys, was there a reconciliation or I suppose an acceptance amongst those dairy farmers that they would have to move up that value chain to survive? Yeah, there was, Chris, yeah. So basically close to 60% of them said that they felt that their long-term future was poor to very poor. So that really spurred me on and made me think that I really needed to help with a different way I suppose and I, I'm in no way trying to tell dairy farmers what to do I'm simply offering an alternative because you know with those sorts of numbers coming back and those sorts of feelings and looking at those statistics you know we I just really feel that we need to step in and do something to help small dairy farms and when we first started our business Pecora Dairy in 2011, there was no curated source of information. There was no single source of facilities and info where we could go and sort of get what we needed that was specific to our our industry. So I suppose that's what I hope Dairy Cocoon will address that need and be a source of information, industry specific for dairy farms who are finding that their current process is in the longer term, really not profitable. Yeah. It is a challenge, I suppose, for them because not only do they have to, I suppose, change their mindset a little bit and think about upstream products, but they also have to think about, as you say, moving from being price takers to price setters. That really is the key to it, isn't it? Exactly, Chris. That's right. And so I suppose, you know, in a nutshell, it means sort of breaking the shackles of other people telling them what to do with their beautiful milk and being able to take back that control on their family dairy farms. And as they're looking at succession plans, which is always an issue for family farms, and, you know, I'll speak to dairy farms because that's what I know, it means that the business can be back in those family hands and they can can, they can move it and change it and transform it as they see fit with producing their own branded product and taking that straight to the consumer. I know it's very early this stage in the life of Dairy Cocoon, but have you found some farmers are already starting to move that way and take advantage of the actual process? Look, I have, Chris. I've been contacted by so many small dairy farms and I'm I'm thrilled with the response. It's just heartening to see how many dairy farms are interested in another way of doing things. Having said that, these things, as I said, take time and I'm under no illusions that people are sort of going to be able to do this process overnight. It takes time, it takes, you know, thought, it takes potentially a restructure of the farm. You know, I suppose one of the things that is something to consider is that by producing potentially on on farm or even by a cooperative it means that you can actually reduce the herd number and that reduces the stress on the on the land and also the dairy farmer and the inputs by having a reduction of of animals so it's there's a compelling case in many different areas which means that it's a you know potentially a good way to go what is it that frightens them most about this idea of going up the value chain I think everyone finds change challenging and a bit confronting at times. 
I suppose it's not only just producing product, you also need to be able to look at labelling and marketing and distribution and all of those things. But I do hope that Dairy Cocoon will be able to help with those things as well. I have support in those various channels where I can direct people and help people to access that information that they'll need. Because when you're running a small business, as any small business owner knows, you don't, you have to be across everything. You, you know, we have people call us and say, can I speak to your marketing department? Yes, well speaking. And can I speak yes. to your finance person? Yes, well speaking. And can I speak to your dairy manager? Yep, that's me too. <laughs> you know, so you do have to wear many hats as a small business owner. But I hope with Dairy Cocoon and with the growing number of really fantastic independent dairy brands in Australia, that it, it can be a community because a rising tide lifts, lifts all boats. There is no doubt about that. And the dissemination of information within the industry will only help everyone. The, the structure of the business plan, the educational information and the support and community is a structure that is simple and very accurate and I feel it's where I'm most able to help small dairy farmers transform up the value chain. And should they want to go from there or should other people wish to have cooperatives or anything like that, I'm absolutely well in support of that and I'm happy to list it on the website and things like that. But I do wish to keep that fundamental structure of the website pretty simple and to the point. Cressida, you and your husband are very successful business people there in Robertson, and I'm sure you've got lots of, you know, you've got a family and probably lots of things you'd like to be doing with your time. So Dairy Cocoon, this is not something you had to do, is it? It's something you wanted to do. Yes, it is, Chris. I suppose fundamentally it's in response to the industry and our love of the Australian dairy industry and living in an area where, as I said, we had so many dairy farms and now there's so few of them. And also because in our business, Pecora Dairy, we sell out of cheese every year, which is a, a, a wonderful position to be in. But we do feel that there's <clears throat> so much opportunity for small independent, for more small independent dairy brands in this country. Because I should also mention that on the other hand, Australia actually imports a huge amount of specialty cheese into this country. So, and that's actually increasing. So in 2009, we imported 65,000 tonnes of cheese. And last year in 2019, we imported 105,000 tonnes. And that's growing by about 4,000 tonnes every year. So, you know, we can see that Australians have an appetite for good cheese. And really, at the moment, that need is being met by overseas demand. Yeah, obviously, there's some openings there. Cressida, just in terms of the bursary that you received from Westpac, the $10,000, is that all spent yet or what are you going to do with that? Absolutely, Chris. Yeah, so that's mostly spent and earmarked with my support team who are assisting me to build Dairy Cocoon and get that all up and running for farmers. But it's been um, such a privilege to be involved in the AgriFutures Rural Women's Program. It's been, I've learned so much and it's just been a wonderful experience and to now be among the number of incredible women who are the alumni and with the supporters like Westpac, it's, it's just been fantastic. You've got a wonderful story, Cressida, and thanks very much for sharing it with us. Oh, not at all. Thanks so much, Chris, for the opportunity to chat. 
Isn't it great that there are people out there who see a problem and think, well, I've got some skills that may help people and set about doing just that. And it's also very satisfying that sometimes people like Cressida are recognised for their work. Her name is Cressida Keynes and she's from Robertson and Cressida is the New South Wales ACT winner of the 2020 AgriFutures Rural Women's Award. Now, if you are a dairy farmer and you'd like to contact Cressida, hop onto her website, dairycocoon.com.au. My name is Chris Brown. You've been listening to AgriFutures On Air, a weekly podcast brought to you by AgriFutures Australia.